hour is here for the All My Skate Videos Season 2 finale. Similar to how Alien Workshop brought in Habitat, I brought in another podcast to talk about the video today, the So Tell Us podcast featuring host David Feinberg out in Philly. How are we, David? Hey, doing fucking sick as fuck. This is the most teenage shit I've ever done in my life. I love skateboards (laughs) and the wheels that go on them. What about the trucks? No love for the trucks? I didn't know that we were talking about trucks on this podcast. I thought it was about skateboard. No, I know what a truck is. I know that there are <laughs> trucks on this. I wanted to see everyone's reaction if I was like, I don't know any of the parts of the skateboard either. There's the wood, there's mm-hmm. the truck, and there's the wheel and the nut. And that's it. And there's only one of them, so that's good. You didn't make it plural. Yep, just one nut. <laughs> that's a big, that's perfect. That's how we want it. Thanks for joining oh, us, boys. David. You you might be the first guest that we've had that doesn't skate, but I'm glad you're uh, along for the ride. It'll be I'm, a good time. This is easily one of the coolest things. I told my younger brother that I was going to be on, on a skateboarding podcast and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, so this has got to come out good. Hell yeah. Let's make him proud. Uh, yeah. Your co-host on the So Tell Us podcast is Jared out in Reading. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How are you? I'm. Uh, I'm well. Uh, David just made my day with that intro. That was pretty great. Glad to have you guys here to chat about the Alien Workshop photosynthesis video. Uh, we're also joined from fan favorite Brian in Chicago. How is the Chicago future home of Dave Feinberg looking? Uh, very welcoming. Got a nice sunburn over the weekend, so get used to it. That'd be so sick to get a Chicago style sunburn. Yeah, it's, it goes real deep, like two inches. It's all tomatoey red. <laughs> hey, they just you know dip you in the sun. Deep two inches. What? No, they just dip you in the sun, like the sandwich. <laughs> just, yeah. Yep. Yo. Deep dish, me. deep suntan. I can't wait for us to get seasonally depressed together. Oh my god, it's gonna be so cool. I can't wait till yeah. you turn Brian into an improv guy. <laughs> we're gonna start a fucking it's gonna be called sir trucks a lot and it's gonna be yep. skateboard based improv yep <laughs> s and i love it we're again talking about alien workshop the brand uh david as we've mentioned mm-hmm. you don't skate which is fine but any experience with maybe the skaters in the video or the alien workshop brand did you see this logo growing up did you uh have any memory of it anything at all with the alien workshop or habitat yeah, brands so uh early on we had a thing at our elementary school like in fifth grade where we started making paper skateboards and so we learned all of the different names of different like skate brands and shit like uh mostly from tech decks but then i uh not to get y'all too hopeful about it because we were making paper skateboards and learning to do tricks on them and then someone brought in a real skateboard and I was like, oh, heavens, no, I won't be doing that. <laughs> I don't want to injure myself skateboarding. That would be horrible. I just want to write Dark Star on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't? That's the ultimate company exactly, logo to right? draw. And uh, I, I shopped at PacSun a few times when I was younger. And I think <laughs> that it seemed like those people at least pretended like they skateboard. Uh, okay. I also, I think that I have a diet similar to a skateboarder. I eat a lot of garbage, which I hear is a big thing. What's the community? I'm here to bring a, I'm here to be the bridge piece and liaison between skateboarders and 
Jewish comedy nerd. <laughs> so I'm really excited to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Jared, any experience with Alien Workshop or Habitat or the photosynthesis video? Uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want everybody to go back. I'm talking right now, but hit the, the thing back like 15, 20 seconds, whatever it was, and listen to Carl's question and then listen to David not answer it at all. Wow. <laughs> my favorite. At uh, least I answered. Yeah. Uh, I think when I started, the first video I ever saw was uh, Toy Machine Jump Off a Building. The second video I ever saw was, no, I'm sorry. The first video I ever saw was a 4 and 1, then Jump Off a Building. And then, um, the first two videos I ever bought, I bought them at the same time. It was Photosynthesis and uh, Maple's Black Cat. I had no idea what was going on because I like thought like skateboarding was like me and my friends. Like it was just silly. And I think like maybe at this point, Jackass had started like popping off. So I really liked Maple Black Cat, but I liked the skating more in the Photosynthesis video. And then being from the East Coast, it was way easier to get Alien Workshop stuff. So I just bought that stuff and... I watched Half Bake recently, and there's like a million workshop stickers in that in that movie, actually. So I feel like that brand was like people really just like the shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel as if you could easily do a podcast episode talking about how you've seen Alien Workshop logos in other movies and film and TV show. Yeah. The one I'm thinking of is in, uh, <laughs> I think it's in Step Brothers, where they say that they put liquid paper on a bee and it died. They have a sovereign sect sticker on the workshop bench. Yeah. They they, it's so random. I think it was just like that weird time where people just wore gray t-shirts with like, it. like if you washed it once, it started to crack. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody kind of wore those t-shirts like that and like hookups and stuff. If you like just were adjacent to skateboarding. Yeah. I definitely have a few of those in my arsenal. Yeah. I got to pull them now, out. If you own a hookups t-shirt, you can sell for an extreme amount of money. It's really, really wild. Or a birdhouse hoodie. Yeah, yeah, that too. Big deal. Um, thanks for sharing, Jared. Brian, any experience with Alien Workshop, Mosaic, or the photosynthesis video? Uh, extremely minimal. I missed this video in full until last week. I'd seen a couple of parts on YouTube over the years, but I... I always knew that it was an orange cassette tape. I don't even know why I knew that because I've never seen it in real life. Uh, I don't think I've ever had either one as a as a board. Had friends who did, and I was always a fan of uh, Pendleton's graphics. And I've done absolutely nothing to financially support him. <laughs> any uh, our friend any Anthony Trevelli has financially supported Don Pendleton by his whole arm. Yeah, his whole arm is a Pendleton, he Pendleton, has a Pendleton sleeve. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, die hard. I guess that goes to me. I've had a few workshop decks. I like them more than the Habitat decks that I've had. I'm lucky enough to own a copy of Photosynthesis with the orange tape that everybody seems to know of. I bought this for five dollars from a BMXer when I was in high school. So shout out Mike Swift if you're out there. I don't know where you were last time we met, but I appreciate that. He's uh, sitting still... on a truck at a Turkey Hill currently. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was sheets, personally. Yeah, sheets, yeah, sheets. a raccoon out from the back of a Sunoco gas station. You know? So, Brian, he's uh, he's sitting outside of a Culver's for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, Butterburgers. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's at the Jewel Osco, but not the good parts. Oh. Uh-huh.
All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just taking over the. There we go. <laughs> I'm fucking. Uh, I'm shooting what I can, man. Normally, our official sponsor, The Secret Tape, would have copies of this, but currently he only has the Mr. Dibs Primitive Tracks CD for, uh, well, let me ask, Brian, you've just heard this soundtrack for the first time. Do you have any plans on buying a CD that has all of the audio on it for the content section? Can't say that I do, but if I did, I would gladly pay $25.99 for it. (laughs) Okay. Well, you could also pay $55 for the Mr. Dibs Primitive Tracks CD through our official sponsor, The Secret Tape. Pretty uh, reasonable price, I think, for a CD nowadays, don't you guys think? You would see David's face when you said that price. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The music on this actually really was fucking fantastic. Like, all of it, and especially when they got to this... uh, fucking jason dill shit i was like oh my god it's like a beautiful in memoriam reel i'm not sure is he dead no he's very much alive and opinion he fucking i was like this seems like someone who is dead is in this we can actually uh give some clues to that as to what was going on in that part when we get to it um definitely some substance abuse going on in that era that we'll highlight on um but let's (laughs) dive into the video title in particular uh david you after listening to the so tell us podcast i've learned a little bit it's almost as if i know you um and jared of course i'm sure you guys get fans that say oh it feels like i know you guys but i know that you work at a school correct me if i'm wrong with middle school uh yeah okay so let me ask you a pretty decent middle school science question uh describe photosynthesis all right plants turn sunlight into food for themselves there's chlorophyll and uh it takes it takes the water the sunlight and it turns it into energy for plants yeah i'm happy with that one (laughs) pretty spot on yeah i uh had to look this up just so that we're all on the same page Photosynthesis is considered the process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight, keyword I heard Dave say, to synthesize foods from carbon dioxide and water. Photosynthesis in plants generally involves the green pigment chlorophyll, another keyword I heard, and generates oxygen as a byproduct. Uh, Jared, how would you rate Dave's answer? I mean, yeah, that title of the video really coincides with people at a marble filled park that smells like piss eating drinking steel reserve 40s yeah i would say that's complete photosynthesis right there tons of urine uh, and fecal matter yeah soil. yeah that, yeah that that is very that david he's a teacher he did well <laughs> on that one yeah i'll make sure you get some act 48 credits for that fuck yeah <laughs> was that skateboarding uh, money <laughs> Act 48 credits? No, that's to keep your PA certification. You need so many after you're licensed. Oh. Uh, no, he does religious <laughs> school. They don't they don't really check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> need a pulse and a diploma. Yeah, yeah no, you gotta not even. You not interview even. through a hole in a sheet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well let's dive into the video. Real epic to real chill intro. 
we get a Rolling Stones song to open this up. This song was featured in a Wes Anderson movie that I'm blanking on the name of. I believe it's Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. Rushmore. Brian, do you have a favorite Wes Anderson movie? Uh, It's going to be Rushmore because it's the only one uh, that I know of. (laughs) Sick. I like that. Have they just slipped by? No interest in the Wes Anderson movies? Yeah, yeah. like I just saw Forrest Gump for the first time, so so I might not be the best guy to talk to about movies. That's such a Richie bomb, Richie Tannenbaum thing to say. I like mm. that. <laughs> yeah. This intro sticks with me the most out of the video. The song is great with it, and I like how it's all black and white before the began photosynthesis. They made good use of that B-roll in there. So that's what I took away from the intro. Do we have anything to mention on the intro before Abe's part? I mean, it. I don't know. It just was so serious to me as a kid, like seeing it. Like it seemed like, um, like a like a major motion picture or something. Like I don't know. It just seemed. And now I'm an adult, and I'm like, oh, this is just every college film students like kind of. You know what I mean? Like I mean, mm-hmm. it was Joe Castrucci's probably his first or whatever major, whatever we call foray, whatever into film. You know, obviously. So it's like. He's a young man. Um, as you mentioned, the damn, I sound serious as shit now. Um, no, just mentioning the Wes Anderson thing was something I wanted to touch on. Is like how skateboarding has like always borrowed from a major movie. Like that movie came out, I think, in 96, obviously. But like how many songs are there? Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? That. Like how many songs are there? But it's just like it's always done that. And it seems as original, but it's like, I don't know, uh, whatever. L- long story short, it's it, the intro just seemed so serious to me that it was like, I thought it was a movie. And now I'm an adult and I'm like, oh, it's just a guy throwing shit together, you know? Yeah, pretty serious for the year 2000 again when this came out. Um, felt as if it came off real serious with the logo that they have for the Alien Workshop. And then it gets real chill after that with the music that they had pan in. Definitely a good intro. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. That that first song clip was extremely anxiety-inducing with the motion graphics right at the beginning. Yeah. And then they cut right into, like, you mentioned the the least rockin' Rolling Stones song. Fact, that first song that you hear is Flash Gordon by the band Queen. That's a Queen song at the beginning before the Rolling Stones one. It's definitely not the music I expected at all. That the Queen song, the Rolling Stones song, and then I know that we'll get into it, but fucking Iggy and the Stooges, I was like, I did not expect each of these things to be there. I was like, I thought that this would be way over my head, and then I was like, all right, <laughs> my dad could get down with this movie right now. <laughs> yeah, definitely the Mr. Dibbs soundtrack. I think that could be up Glen's alley. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Dad, you just got shout out on a skateboarding podcast. Shout out Glenn Feinberg. Feinbergs are coming up. <laughs> Jared, take it over to Abe's part. What did you like? What did you not like? What stuck out? Dude, I think that was like the first time that I'd seen someone skate at like a speed that wasn't like, you know, like when I was a kid and you were basically like barely rolling. You know what I mean? So it was like my mm-hmm. first time seeing someone skate like that. And, um, 
I think I probably was still understanding the difference between Switch and Nolly and Fakie at that point. And he skated like super fast and super tech. And he's, he's always done that, you know. I don't know. I think the song comes in. It's probably the best first part of all time. I think that's what I want to say. It's probably so David to explain to David uh, first part is often just as important as last part. Mm -hmm. Like it has to start the tempo of the video. And uh, yeah, I think that part is probably in a lot of people's like top five or top 10 for parts of all time. And then um, he skates love park in it. I think it's the only clip that he skates love park is that the, the fucking wheel fell off. So I took note of actual clips of tricks that were landed. So mm -hmm. as you're watching photosynthesis, if you're rewatching this for the pod, you can try to keep track of how many tricks or clips were landed at Love Park. But we get the fakey crook and then half cab crook line. And then there's also back five that empties out, funnels out onto 15th Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Long John. David, had you ever walked through Love Park? prior to it being redesigned yeah actually that was one of the things that like struck me in this whole video was how much they fucked up love park for skateboarders <laughs> and i know that that's <laughs> like the least original thing to say about love park but it really i do have a lot of memories of before they redesigned it being like this does feel like a pit of skateboarding like and being like this does seem like a really fucking cool place and now I walk around and it really does uh fucking suck it's like it's there's like nothing there for y'all you skateboarders i feel my fear for you 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 are the worst treated minority group um <laughs> <laughs> oh hot <So>, take yeah. <laughs> we'll get him started on um uh, trials bikes he's got he's got some those guys are you know they're getting kicked out of the art museum anyway yeah, yeah you yeah. can edit that out <laughs> but uh to bounce off of what david said with the song uh, of course this is iggy pop search and destroy and i did a bit of research and found out that the title is derived from a column heading in a time article about the good old vietnam war mm. i made a note that it was impressive eve went back later to do that ollie switched up uh sans ollie over the rail to 5-0 in new york and in here he's just 50 50 it such uh an impressive thing to go back later and one-up himself decades later we get the first of three dill kickflip over two cans we get some birds and i should also mention that search and destroy in 2009 was named the 49th best hard rock song of all time by you guessed it, VH1. <laughs> Shout out to VH1. Yeah, when I think about hard rock, I often just think VH1. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I love the 80s and I love hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear about Trapper Keeper based memories as well as hear what Iggy and the Stooges did for VH1. Very exciting. Narrated by Michael Ian Black. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Any other yeah. notes on Abe's part? I yeah nothing I I think it was like for the time probably the most progressive part. I feel like yeah. it, it's like what skateboarding is almost now, like where people are emulating that, where it's like becoming. Um, well, I guess it'll go. We'll go into that later. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, rewatching a little bit prior to this, and I did think it was weird that at some point 
Ave ends a line with backtail around one of those curvy ledges, like backtailing into it, not out of it. And then for his ender, he backtails out of it to fakie. Thought that was interesting to end a line, kind of doing the ender before that second song that kicks in. But it's all good. With without you know being this person, but this is you know we are the Sotellus podcast, so why not add this? Uh, just for David here, the forty eighth song that beat the Stooges' Search and Destroy was "Corn Freak on a Leash." Oh fuck <laughs> yeah! Oh my gosh! Finally. Obviously, thank you for making me look this list up. I will spend hours with it. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, keep us updated if you get any new uh, findings that we can tie in. I would appreciate that. Oh, that's good. Um, Brian, anything from Eve's part? Or did we say everything that needed to be said? You covered a lot. Uh, I'll only mention two things. He's got a ton of proper pinching in this part, which was in a time before I think anyone really cared about the pinch. Which uh, is even worth explaining to someone who doesn't skate what a pinch would be. Hit me with it. Try. <laughs> so the uh, the truck on a ledge often lies flat when your weight is just standing straight up on it. However, when you dig into it and push your weight into it, the wheel touches the board. That's referred to as the pinch. Oh, you know what? A lot of fucking like eight year old kids are going to be like, I need to know a lot more about skating. And because of my stupidity about skating, you're going to get a lot of first time listeners on this episode. I think they're going to be like, Oh, someone with no clue is on this one. And they'll, they'll explain it all to him. And he's 25. That'll be great. <laughs> hey, we're open to any type of listener. Fuck Come you. through. It's lit. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is looking for eight year olds to listen in. So come on down. <laughs> eight-year-old okay what are we about to watch here okay <laughs> we do a soundboard every now and again <laughs> oh fuck i was like which one of y'all does impressions <laughs> <laughs> uh let's keep it going um brian talk about pap's part Popolardo's part let's hear it uh starts off hitting pretty quick um you'd previously mentioned the Columbus Park rail being around for a couple decades. Pops hits the the Jaquan rail with a nolly crook, which really surprised me for being over two decades old. Uh, get a good bit of love footage. The pop shove nose grind stood out in particular. He does a nolly frontside flip over what I just know as the Carol rail. Uh, rare trick to throw over a rail, even nowadays, especially back then. Uh, the part ends kind of abruptly. The the song suits a shorter part. Uh, left me wanting more, though. And I noticed you didn't bring up the burger part, so let me uh, bring up this burger part. I thought that it was an, an interesting B-roll. I don't know if Pops is a big burger guy, but uh, Dave, let's start with you. What's your least favorite burger place that you can think of? Maybe the place oh. that you had the worst burger um, my, uh, my dad once brought us to a place that he was nostalgic for from the sixties called Yako's hot dogs. And we ate hot dogs and burgers there. And it was the most dangerous hamburger I ever ate because it was right in the middle of the most terrifying neighborhood I had ever been in. And my dad was like, it's fun. 
when I was a child, this was a good area. It was it was terrifying. It was, and you know what? The the hot dogs, the hamburgers were pretty good, but uh, yeah, no love to Yakko's hot dogs. <laughs> Their sponsor, the Secret Tape, is going to kill you, David. That is like his favorite place on earth. He is. Yeah, he loves it. He posts it all the time. Shout what out, Brandon. What the fuck? Brandon, you're the best. If you're listening, I love Yakko's. No one dogs. stopped me. Dave, David lives at 15th and Green in Philadelphia. Jesus. <laughs> Not for long, though, assholes. I'm getting out all of my fucking rage and aggression. I don't know. The worst hamburger place. Jared, can you think of anywhere that you, you had a bad murder. burger? You did not be murdered by skateboarders. I wrote down, I was like, I don't want to have my ass kicked by a bunch of uh, 20-somethings. This yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you ask me, Carl? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you uh, got a bad burger, burger place, place that's um, not um, Eighth and Market Burger King, we would love to hear about yeah. it, dude. I, I guess I don't understand uh, like new hamburgers, like uh, like everything that's like a burger. If a burger is good, it should just be like you know lettuce and tomato, like mayonnaise or mustard, whatever you like, you know. But like every burger that has to have like nine different things on it. I just like any place where you go and it's like a um, like a yuppie place where they're like, this is like grass fed beef with this. And that. it's just like, I just want a shitty hamburger, man. Like five guys hamburger is probably like the realest kind of hamburger. I feel yeah. like just like, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Brian, to conclude this, where have you had the worst burgers? Uh, I'll throw a local chain uh, under the bus and say uh, Shoop's hamburgers. I don't think they exist outside of Chicago or uh, Indiana, but they do like smash burger style uh, to the point where you really just get a, a thin, crisp, blackened uh, sheet of grease. Rock on Chicago. <laughs> Wesley Willis, hell yeah. A few notes from Pops Park with actual skateboarding talk now. I uh, can't think of another part that opens with a fakey burial flip over the can. If you can think of one, send it to us. Some highlight tricks are the back 180, fakie 50180 at Seaport. We get quite a few love park tricks here, which now takes the total to seven landed tricks on video for this video. Um, and we also get switch stance back 50 at the temple rail. Did you know that there was a temple plethora of spots in this, Steve, as a fellow alumni? I. I knew about uh, what is it that they that there's like that one up near like the north side of Temple, but I didn't actually spot them in this video. No. Oh, okay. So we yeah, I forget the name of the hall, but they used to have uh, like a catering spot. I think it's like Broad and Montgomery, that northeast corner. Hmm. Kind of looks like a church. Oh but it's yeah, really I know just a hall. I know the area definitely. Now I'm I'm actually rewatching a part of it right now to see if I can spot any of them. I I do know the one. What is it? Columbus. Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. Yeah. It Columbia to... Plaza. Proper name. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's quite a few in here. I'll do my best to make a note of them. This is the first part that I realized he pushes Switch Mongo at Love. He does the like the fakey crook, and then he does like a fakey five o. Mm -hmm. Um. And I watched this video at a friend's house. He had it too. And I pushed Mongo at the time. 
and I was like, see, he pushes Mongo. And then he was like, that's because it's Switch. And then he called me something that was appropriate in 2001. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and then so I stopped pushing Mongo because of this video, pretty much. David, did you have anything on Pat Corcoran's part? Uh, <laughs> nah, I just, I freaked out about Rob Deerdeck. That's what I'm banking on right now. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to you then for Rob Deerdeck's part. Thanks. Made a note that the intro with the mouse, like, I don't know, it looks like a mouse got hit by spider-man and just just trapped down on this pegboard of sorts but the intro kind of reminded me of a pbs show we get a 50 50 at the municipal building in philly also crook and back front side 180 nose grind at temple i think it's anderson hall closer to 11th and montgomery yeah we also get the eighth love park trick it's a shame if you also pack workman should have had a little bit more time in the limelight but oh well I always heard like through the grapevine that like he didn't go further with workshop because they wanted him to be the rail guy and he didn't want to just skate handrails. I don't know <laughs> if that's like a an urban legend or something like that, but that's pretty much all I've ever heard about Pat Corcoran. I'm seeing some of the temple shit here. Now he sells fake watches outside the uh, Reading Terminal Market, I think. Is that true? No, I'm I'm just trying to liven things up. I'm sorry. I thought I thought he gave haircuts there at Reading Terminal Market. <laughs> That's probably a pretty lucrative business. Yeah, if he can go in. I don't know if this is part of Pat Corcoran's part, but uh, who let Jason Dill get into javelin throwing? Yeah, I was going to ask if anybody here had experience doing javelin besides watching Dill on crack do it. No, no, no yeah, experience no, with track. I, no, I wasn't a track guy, but uh, pretty sure yeah, David yeah. was terrified of javelins. I, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. I also did not do track. Now that I have a, a shock rock comedy podcast, so I didn't do a lot of track in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Understood, but you did do a little bit of uh, an excitement when we. We're about to bring up Dirtex, so we're now in Dirtex part. Anything Let's to mention? Go, baby. <laughs> Rob, if you're listening, I will wear your shirts, brother. I'm wearing, I want ridiculous merch, ridiculousness merch. Give me that shit. I didn't know. Okay, here's legitimately, I did not know that he was, uh, that he was this good at skateboarding. I assumed that he owned a skateboard. That he probably carried around with him. I did not know that he was a skateboarder. I thought he just looked at funny videos on the internet. So shout out to Rob Rob Deer Dick or whatever. And uh, I love. Uh, I saw your show once at a at a pizza place near my house. <laughs> then they refused to change the channel. So I was I watched your show, and uh, Rob Cordry was on. All <laughs> guests. Hey, look, I, you know what? The truth, the comedy, the truth is in the comedy, and the comedy is the truth. So uh, I'm so well, sorry about Yako's hot dog comment. I'm so, I've been made so insecure from that. I really hope I, if, so, if I get my ass kicked because of this podcast, I'm, I'm quitting comedy. <laughs> I'm so uh, upset. We can always edit it's not out, but uh, maybe we'll let this one stick because mm -hmm. it seems like a good life lesson we could learn. <laughs> 
<laughs> I made a note that Rob's part's the spanky stay gold part. It's about four parts in, and uh, it's the perfect time to get up and use the restroom if you were having to sit through the whole thing, probably. I might be I might be overshooting this statement, but I think it's the only part in the video that has skate park footage, which I thought was interesting. Uh, one of the standout tricks was alley-oop 180 nose grind at the infamous Puerto Rican park, where I guess back in the day, in 2000, it was pretty sketchy to live there. And now my friend Connor lives there with his partner, Amy. So shout out Connor and Amy for living across from a sketchy park from the 2000s. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've lived there too. <laughs> Literally oh, yeah. lived across the street from it. It's a very nice area now. Oh yeah, it's so different. Any experience? Um, did you watch any good skating go down from across the way or no i lived there like and left right like right uh, about uh, i think like uh, october november but um uh yeah i remember like it was during covid and like once in a while i would hear a skateboard and that was like about it but um i never saw anything go down but i did want to mention about deirdick's part um legendary philadelphia skateboarder brian douglas one time we were uh waiting we got up really early to go to love park this was like the, the time before it was it was already obviously like uh, redone but carl you probably remember this but it was like you could go there from like eight to like 11 and then the ranger would come and uh we were getting dunkin donuts and we're waiting in line and uh we we're talking about photosynthesis and he goes yo they should just edit rob deerdick out of that video and call it new jersey <laughs> and, and and then i said I said to B-Doug, so I was like, who do you think the most New Jersey skater of all time is? And he goes, yo, you're looking at him. <laughs> and yeah, so shout out to getting rid of Rob Deerdick and just calling this video New Jersey, which doesn't make sense because there's plenty of people not yeah. from New Jersey. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't say Chris Patris or Mike Valalia as the favorite yeah. Jersey skater. I I think Rob Deerdick's shoes, a DC Rob Deerdick shoe, was my first actual skate shoe. I bought it from Abydos Skate Shop in Reading, Pennsylvania, and it was on the sale rack or like on the floor, and it was $35, and I'm pretty positive I paid in ones and change, and thanks. <laughs> yeah, I just like had somehow had like $37 or something, and like they might have been like small or big i've scoured the internet to try to find a shoe and i can never find it so i feel like it's one of those like crappy old dc shoes that no one cared about damn sounds like money well spent it was yes yeah we hit the habitat hippie section i feel as if this was the first time the brand was being introduced which i think is interesting because now that i look at the cover it uh says that it's featuring Habitat team riders, but it's not the main focus. So first introduction for Habitat, which from the art looks like a brand about stamps. Um, we get Carrie's part <laughs> that has a double flip at Cecil, shout out Temple University. We get the ninth trick at Love Park with switch heel. We also get a Nolly heel at the Drexel University bike rack gap, along with what I call the lip slide of death. He has, I think, three bike racks set up to just grind one of them, which I thought mm -hmm. was pretty wild. Uh, 
we get fakey flip and fakey frontside flip at uh, high school in West Philly that my dad taught at and I think retired from. If it's not that one, it's a different one, but my dad taught there and that was the last school he taught at before retiring. Shout out him. Um, and then we also get Nolly backside when he has the ender at Oregon nine across from the Oregon diner. Um, Dave, any experience going up Oregon diner? Oh, don't get don't get Jewish people started on diners and opinions <laughs> on them. Holy shit. I used to live all my love is to Melrose. All my yeah. love is to Melrose, but Oregon's got a special place in my heart. Used to go there very early in the morning. And uh yeah, I love I love the fucking Oregon diner. I love all diners. Uh shout out to all diners real quick on the pod. Uh, I, I miss out. you so much. I miss yeah. being condescended to by an older woman with acrylic nails about all the vegetables that they have available. That's the first time at a diner is the first time that David told me that he hated me. Um, we went to a diner once and I was like, hey, I noticed that you have the hamburger on the menu. Could you just put that in a wrap instead of the bun? And he goes, don't do that to them. Don't make them do stuff like that. And she goes, I'll see if I can do it. And she comes back and she goes, you know what? That's going to be the special next week. That's such a good idea. I'll make that for you. And David looks at me and he goes, look at you with that handsome fucking smile. I hate you so much. I still hate you for doing that. I can't believe you fucking did that. <laughs> They made it. Damn. Did they, they name it the Jared or anything? And yeah, yeah, they did. It's they at the it Melrose the Diner. You asshole. can go there. And get it. Um, Jared went into my temple. He went into my <laughs> Shangri-La and defiled the obelisk. He ruined, changed something. He had to come in there and fucking put his sweaty little hands on one of the traditions. Ugh. Wake the demons out of me on this skateboarding podcast. Does Carrie have the longest part in this video? I meant to actually ask that. Uh, I think it might be tied with winning. I didn't do times on that. Okay. Brian, did you count times at all by any chance? Uh, a few. Uh, are we counting Dill's intro? Because that one takes the cake. Uh, nah, let's not count intros because Carrie kind of has a long slow mode kickflip what I believe is in San Francisco before his mm -hmm. part starts. So yeah, I think it should count as uh, the first trick landed to the final trick landed. Uh, I grew up with Kyle Nicholson. If anybody knows Kyle Nicholson, who's um, listening, but Kyle wrote for road for nocturnal. And um, we would often get like rides to Philadelphia to skate. And <laughs> the first time I ever saw Carrie gets uh, Kyle was like, dude, don't, don't like mess around. Don't like, don't say anything weird or something like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I was like, you got it, you know. And then I saw Carrie Getz, and he goes, and Kyle goes, this is my friend Jared. And I go, hey, it's an honor to meet you. <laughs> he just, <laughs> just was like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll never live that one down. But yeah, I was like in all of his kickflips when I was a kid. I thought it was crazy how good he was good at kickflipping. So. Oh yeah, unreal flick. Yeah. To answer that question, it looks as if Carrie's part's about 11, or sorry, two, yeah, an 11 minute part. Um, it's about two minutes and 10 seconds. And then Wennings is about two minutes and 15 seconds or so. So Wennings wow. yeah. up by a hair, I think. But I guess if you count intros, 
the uh, thought could be different, but anyway. He's got the one line at City Hall, uh, and with the, the front side half cab flip, and then they cut to a second angle of it, and then he ollies up the stairs after. Are we supposed to believe that was all one line, or, or was it was it extremely clear to everyone at the time that that was definitely not? Oh, because he ends the one line with fakie front side flip, and then, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe somebody thought that the line continued. That would be some young bullshit. <laughs> Rob Pulowski's part there's a love line this part's pretty short but it's the 10th love trick that I counted at the infamous love park so nothing too much to mention here but uh, let's just kind of tie together Rob Pulowski's part and Apple Yard's part and I'll, I'll mention Apple Yard's part but the 360 flip's still wild that he does on flat ground I think it's pretty <laughs> weird to think of a Canadian guy named Mark Appleyard skating spots in Philly. So be it. Um, this part also shows how advanced he was for the team. Yeah, very different skateboarding from Mark Appleyard. But uh, I don't want to gloss over Rob Pulhowski just because I think he's just somebody who really didn't get his due. He kind of just did simple stuff and I feel like he paved the way for people like uh, Papalardo of like what they became doing kind of simple I mean, it goes more into mosaic. You can see it like I'm not going to talk about another video, but yeah, don't gloss over Rob, man. So, yeah, he does have a good flick and I do see some similarities between him and Papa Lardo. Yeah. But uh, I, to your I point of like the, the Appleyard thing, yeah. uh, Appleyard does a lot of this thing in here that's such a very early 2000s thing where you'd wear two t-shirts and one <laughs> yeah. would come out of the other. Have you noticed that? It's like he did that all the time. It's such a weird old look where you're wearing like a black t-shirt, but a yellow t-shirt underneath. <laughs> yeah. Or yellow t-shirt with white t-shirt underneath. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. All of the two t-shirt days. <laughs> yeah. I see them all, all now. It uh, reminds me of when we talked about man down in season one, we made a note that there are a lot of those double t-shirts in there. Specifically Jose Rojo's part so many double t's yeah may i say that uh, as someone that as we've acknowledged does not know a lot about skating but apple yards part was the only like the first part that i felt like felt really very different from the other ones i don't know there's something very like flowy about the way that he <laughs> skates and i don't know if anybody had like insight about why that is it feels like see a different style what like what's going on with him like that made it feel kind of different it just felt very i don't know it felt very distinct in some way and kind of like more visually pleasing to watch in some manner like the way that i really don't know the names of this shit, but it's like he like it was just very fluid movements about it it was maybe very, it's the spots there's not as much east coast stuff in this part as the other parts uh he also does a lot more jumping and handrails i think than a lot of um, the parts we've seen so far this ushered in more like this time was like what ushered in sort of like more of a like a cleaner polished style so i think that's what you're saying david it's like he was a little bit more like um technical and everything was landed mm -hmm. perfect and done kind of perfect um and that's kind of what skateboarding 
has become in a certain aspect. And I feel like most of the other guys on the team are just like East Coast guys skating sort of like rough spots. Mm. And um, he's from Canada. So um, <clears throat> that might he be had it. health insurance, man. He wasn't scared to jump. Yeah, he was, yeah. 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 It's defiant. Some of these, some of these other guys were like, you know, scrounging together for, for, uh, <laughs> you know, like they were saying that, like, I remember some of the old dudes who were around there, like shout out Brian Dale. I don't know if Brian Dale listens to this. He's like the best person ever. But uh, he told me that like a lot of these dudes like Papalardo and Rob Puchowski were making like no money whatsoever. Not that it affects their skating, but like they were dudes that were like selling boards for like $20. Like they'd get like seven boards and like sell a couple for, you know what I mean? It was like a different kind of walk of life. I feel like Mark Appleyard came from like, you know, where people said, sorry. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like he was more polished than these guys. I get it. I I just, I thought it was like, it was the one time that I I felt like uh, I got like a real insight into someone and I was like, Oh yeah, I like this guy's thing. You know, like the feel of his skating. Very different. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Brian, anything about Freddie Gall's part? Yeah, real enjoyable. Again, takes like a little different approach to a lot of spots. Some stuff that you would see over and over again. Freddie Gall comes at it a little different. Throws out two Nolly hard flips in this part one of them over the uh the gap over the can at love really love the way he uh took the impact on that landing and just absorbed it he also does uh his nolly front 5-0 grind on the three stair out ledge and he he it looks like he digs into it so hard but he doesn't drag his tail which is a really unique way to to do that trick um mentioning jersey earlier i feel like fred Gall's maybe the most jersey skater yes very much so <laughs> yeah 90 uh, percent of my friends who skateboard who live in philadelphia are from new jersey so i've lived under the shadow of that <laughs> state uh, i do have my jersey pass stamped by B-Dugs that happened at Silk City one night, just letting everybody know. I said, I think that's still good. I might have to re-up. Um, but it might be I, pushed off a year because of COVID. You yeah, don't have to yeah. renew it until it's 2023. Not, it's like the real ID. Yeah, I don't have to get it until 2023. Um, I did want to say Fred Gall's part is, as an adult and re-watching this video, is probably my favorite part in this video. Um, sort of simple tricks done well. Uh, man, I'm actually going to seriously talk about skating. Um, <laughs> just okay. The ollie into the um, the ollie into the cellar door. The first ollie he does into the bank is like really sick. Just as Brian mentioned, throwing a nollie hard flip and just like being probably a good seven to ten years older than most of the guys on the team. Um, there's oh the switch ollie in San Francisco on the street gap. Oh yeah. Just, oh like, yeah. It's so it just I don't know. And he just does a Nolly crook in it. Like I don't know. Just like simple tricks done really, really well. And in just those like I don't know what those pants are. Like the like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those weird like capri sort of pants or whatever the yeah. hell they are. Like cinched up. I don't know. It yeah, if anybody like... knows what pants those are, drop us a line. 
It does look like an era of really loose balls skating, you know? <laughs> People were really flowing around at this time. Nothing. Lots of yellow shirts, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the shorts. Fuck. That always uh, almost ticks off that it feels free-flowing, similar to what you're saying, Dave. I was thinking of testicles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those things, huh? Yeah, yeah. Horse balls. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of balls, let's actually take a moment to thank our Wait, other sponsors of the pod. We've already mentioned The Secret Tape. You can find them at thesecrettape.com or you can hit a Google and find The Secret Tape there. We're also proudly sponsored by Spectrum Skateboard Co. You can find oh. them on Instagram at Spectrum Skateboard Co. or SpectrumSkateboardCo.com. If I ever mess up these handles, you can just Google them. That still works well. Coming soon's the Allen Iverson black uniform. So cop up soon when that drops from our official sponsor, Spectrum Skateboard Co. We're also proudly sponsored by Plants on Fire. You might've had balls before, but you've never had these energy protein balls. Simple plant-based nutrition for active people. Simple, nothing too crazy in this the ingredients are what you need find them at plantsonfire.co not.com or plants.on.fire on the instagram back to more talk about balls so thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring season two of the pod let's keep this going send 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 us those that information are you guys getting sponsors we need some i was gonna sponsors. say what <laughs> yeah the we're fuck <laughs> Yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling over here. Give us we're trying to get yeah. somebody to throw us a bone, man. I mean yeah. the one guy who does spectrum I know. So I just asked him and he was like, Yeah. And then the plants on fire one, that's my girlfriend's brand. And then Secret oh. Tape, I just DM'd them one day and said, Hey, can we drop Secret Tape in and just advertise for you? And he was like, Yeah, if you ever need a video, let me know. Oh, so, okay. I thought you, you guys were getting like paid. Oh, happy. no. No. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> we're going to start shouting out like the fucking Oregon diner. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to get, we're, I'm trying to get sponsored by like a halal cart. <laughs> we can fucking do that, dude. Yeah. Let's say that we get one free halal meal a week. Yeah. That, I would, that's worth driving to Philly for. I would take that. Yeah. 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 I don't pay for the chicken over rice. And just sit there and eat it on one of those fire hose things downtown. Jared trying to get laid in, in Center City, trying to get be like, no, 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 give her one, and I'll pay five dollars for mine. It's yeah. fine. It's the kind of guy I am. Uh, yeah, get her the red sauce and the white sauce. I'm buying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yo, baby, uh, I'm gonna drive back out to Reading, PA. Get some. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> skateboarding. <laughs> Um, thoughts anything you liked or disliked from Danny Garcia's part um, I think that this was like where I started really enjoying like I, I, I th I've been thinking a lot about the knees of these people and uh, it was pretty hardcore to see like we were just talking about a little bit ago about how some people just fucking take it with some of these tricks and uh garcia definitely had a bit of that it just seemed to, this one seemed a lot more like raw 
like of what we were talking about but i still i admire the style of like uh there was a lot of oh god i'm gonna here we go there's a lot of flipping of the board the board did a lot of flipping at the very end as like as he's coming off of shit i thought that was very cool i dare not even i'm not even gonna look at the zoom tab and look at your disappointed faces i'm just gonna keep watching the video no it's good i uh agree he's definitely flipping in it to quite a few tricks i think more than other tricks uh we get what i believe is two love park clips in here with the love line and then nolly heel no slide so there's definitely some good stuff in here i think similar to what uh jared was saying this is another part that just reeks of speed of going fast and then lots of pushing almost manically pushing or maniacally pushing so shout out to Danny Garcia. This part's good. Plus, he also continues the yellow shirt trend that this video has. On the Habitat website, you could um, email and write letters to the skateboarders. And I um, wrote Danny Garcia a letter about how he could nollie flip, but I couldn't nollie, and I asked for tips. Uh, he never answered that letter. Um, <laughs> and then years later, my very one of my best friends, Christian Maloof, uh, became friends with him and so did his wife and they like have they hang out with him and like they're friends and I've mentioned the letter and I'm gonna get a response <laughs> I'm going he's gonna respond and that's my goal one of my goals is that he will actually respond and I can nolly flip now but I just want him to talk to me yeah he seems like a good dude to talk to seems like he's made some good investments with his uh, money post skating I like that. Brian, anything on Danny Garcia's part? Uh, David kind of nailed it. I, I think it's the most, arguably the most tech part in the video. Throws out a nolly flip crook in a line at DWP. Uh, nolly flip nose slides hub a hideout. Sorry, Rodrigo TX. Uh, I also, huge fan of the, the pop out of the back tail he does uh, just in the line at a uh, Chafee school is extremely unnecessary. And I'm all about that shit. While we have you on the horn, Brian, tell us about Tim O'Connor's part. Yeah. Tim starts off with classic Tim shit, doing the, the awkward tricks out the, the front five Oh back shove pop out. And then a few clips later, he does the back five Oh front one eighty pop out alley-oop, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Iconic line of love, starting off with a nolly varial flip and then a regular varial flip up the blocks. Uh, good, good flow, and uh, I'm I'm always stunned when I can see an ollie down what appears to be a six stair, and I actually enjoy the clip. Which ollie are you talking about? The one where he he boosts it out. It looks like a, like a long brick stair set. Not the one in his intro. Oh, you no, no, not three the, block. That one over the pole. Uh, I don't have a plane in front of me, but yeah, I it's a tweaked ollie. It's um, this one, or not this one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's over the pole. If it makes a difference. 
Why do all your tabs say Riley Reed? What is that? <laughs> is she a skateboarder? says Riley Reed takes the whole pipe, which sounds, yeah. I don't know, half pipe, X, X that X games. Yeah, X games videos. Yeah, X, X. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's all you have for his part. Not that I expect uh, yeah. more, just making yeah, sure I, I get closer. Yeah, I can see my time. Okay. <laughs> Another variation of that Nolly varial flip line and varial flip line uh, that I watched on a YouTube somewhere. He ends the one line with backside flip nose grind, which I thought was interesting and potentially as good as the one that he had going in here, but no worries. Jared, you said that you had a Brian Wenning part. So could we hear that before we dive into New Jersey's finest? Oh, the story? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, there's one that leads into another one. Again, growing up with Kyle, I would just like we'd sometimes run into these people. Um, the one Tim O'Connor thing I will say is that one time we saw Tim O'Connor at a skate spot, and all he did was sing a song about how he wanted to go to Wendy's so bad that they would leave. Um, that's all I ever remember about Tim O'Connor. And then uh, as a very young man, we went to City Hall because, like, love had a cop at it. And we skated for a while. Um I tried switch backside 180 down the five and Brian Wedding was like, yo, come on, man. You got that. I did it down. Love. You can do it down a five stair. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did a switch back 180. He did one. And then I did one and I landed and then like fell into the grass, basically like slipped out. And he said, um, this isn't even in the story, but this is part of right before it. he looked at who now I found out is friends of mine, Devin Connell and Steve Durante. Well, Devin's my friend. I, I've just known Steve. I've just met Steve a couple times. But um, he said, "Come on, man, clap." He did it after me, <laughs> and uh, this is the most conceited thing you could say, like possibly. So then we eventually all went to eat at um, which I think was the Green Street Deli, if I'm not mistaken. It's right there. It's like a deli. And um, do children listen to this? Can I say dirty stuff? Yeah. Go for okay. it. Well, so I was no, like, you can cuss. I don't okay, I was know like if kids fi- listen to this, but who cares? Maybe I was like 15 years old and I like I'd obviously not had sex. And um him and his friends were just talking about sex. And he told me that um he was like, Y'all, all you, all you guys, all you young bucks, listen up. The first time you ever have sex with a girl, you give it your all. <laughs> because when Friday night comes around, she's gonna be calling you. You ain't gonna be calling her. And uh, then he also referred to oral sex as Hetty Murphy. And I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Just 15 years old, my mind being blown of like, and just like studying his outfit too, which is like a weird skateboarding thing where you're like, you're trying to figure out like what clothes to wear and stuff. And he had old Navy painter pants, like jeans, you know, like the hammer hanger pants. And I just like immediately the next day went to an old Navy and <laughs> bought those pants. Um, yeah, but I mean, the stories about him like are wild. But he was a very, very nice guy to me in my in my young years. Can't can't fault him. Yeah, I mean, he's just giving knowledge to uh, men who are just figuring out what sexuality is, basically. He's helping out the youth. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Respect. Each one, teach one. Yeah. Uh, 
I believe that this is the most Love Park that we see in the video. So I think this takes the Love Park landed trick count up to 31. Uh, bunch of good tricks in here. The switch three flip over the can lines, awesome. I think I actually saw the some of the gentleman's ledge tricks mm -hmm. in like 1999. If he filmed those at the Puerto Rican Day Parade in Philly in 1999 or 2000. I think I saw him doing those twirly birds on the fountain ledge. You so were there? I like could have sworn I wasn't skating then. Like it was prior to skating, but for some reason I remember being down for that parade and I remember seeing someone skating on that ledge and like just doing a twirly bird type oh, of move. You, and are, you are you went for the Puerto Rican was, Day Parade. You are you, you're Puerto Rican, correct? Yeah, half. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean there's no flags in your back uh, background, but I, I figure I remember <laughs> the I mean it's only if people talk about them. That's when I bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Is it your microphone is one of those like King's hats, the crown. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it, and it also works as a prayer candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good. Um, anything else on Wedding's part? It's probably at this point, one of the most influential parts to most people who skate municipal, the municipal services building in Philadelphia currently. Yeah. It's or probably... grew up in New Jersey and then moved to Philly or New York. Oh, he's, he was everybody's like him and Papalardo were everybody's like Messiah. You either went one way, you went, you stayed with like winning and you tried switchback tails or you realized that you weren't the most tech person and Papalardo went the like what people called the dagger route which was like more simple tricks on like different spots, sort of, sort of like Fred Gall in this video. And I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's probably the two most influential spots or parts. Sorry. Brian, anything about Brian? Uh, I love seeing the 360 flip or the, uh, the gap over rail spot. I believe it's in Florida for as many switch trays as weddings filmed over his career. I can only think of like three regular 360 flips. I always forget that he's got a good one. Um, the the switch trade on the Banks 9, I feel like everybody always talks about that one, but the, the one over the can of love was super proper as well. Um, and then the uh, switch, switch back nose grind the entire ledge I love where I think he, he comes from the inside of the ledge, which I feel like that's not a trick where you normally see someone come from that side. The inside yeah. or straight on? Well, straight on, but the, the angle, and it might just be the fisheye, but it looks like he's behind the ledge when he pops. I believe it. You had that option with those ledges there to like dip behind how they were. As Anthony Trevelli called it, the infinite balance code that trick. Yeah. he just doesn't he just doesn't move yeah it's amazing all this shit all the this set of like four clips for him like along the fountain at love are really re like interesting to me and then also like when it's like uh it's almost like a they're working with like a fisheye as he like goes across in front of them mm -hmm. i think is really gorgeous but also him going over the cameraman's head was very cool to me and it's just like a little clip but i thought it was very very cool to watch yeah especially to see the fountain going i feel as if you don't see too many tricks with the fountain actually flowing this one even the this fountain has sucks a lot of now yeah oh it's not even a fountain yeah no water gets held it's just a sprinkler at this point 
harder so to take sad. a shit. There's less places for people yeah, to take much. a shit. Yeah, fewer no. places to hide. Uh, speaking of the old love park, you said you edited this, so I'm just going to, instead of talking about it, I could tell these stories. Yeah. But uh, the first time that we went to love park as kids, um, where uh, the fountain is, but there's the like the top part there that's really high, the super high ledge that used to be there uh, where the steps were. Um, mm -hmm. The cops came and a friend of ours, uh, <laughs> a friend of ours was running and terrified at the age of like 14 or 15 and just ran off of that by accident <laughs> and just fell and was like hurt for weeks because of that. Oh, did he get yeah. booked? No, I think the cop probably felt bad for him because he had just taken a fall from like a two story building. Oh, <laughs> just, my God. Yeah, to eat shit. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> what did y'all do did you keep running or did you wait up for him i think we didn't even know how to run you know what i mean just like follow the crowd basically and went from sure. there yeah it was like probably the most fun thing about love park sometimes was like just being able to run from police which is now in this day and age like <laughs> the most white privilege thing that you could say it's just you're like <laughs> yeah we're so fun we're running you know just <laughs> couple of kids in braces and like dirty dc shirts like this is fun we're like these guys you know yeah who cares that they're here to protect us we don't like them <laughs> what are they even protecting <clears throat> just destroyed marble that people had pissed on like just like there's like literally people taking shits inches away and you're like <laughs> mad at skateboarders yeah pretty much did you ever have uh any interesting love park moments David, any I, stories of note? I had a, I was once like, I, I grew up in the suburbs and I would come into Philly every now and again. And uh, I, I remember like uh, knowing that the city was like fucking like Philly has always been fucking crazy, but like, I feel like love park was a good example of like a lot of skate spots, I think, are good examples of like a bunch of crazy shit all happening in the same place, you know, and Love Park was like, like I said, it was like a pit of crazy shit. Like you would see like, like I grew up in a neighborhood where all the houses looked the fucking same. It was like a fucking it was like Edward Scissorhands neighborhood. Like, and I would I, I remember going to Love Park and just like looking into it. Cause you looked into it like it was in hell and you would watch someone like take a shit while someone else punched another person in the face. And then everywhere else there was like these, like, uh, you know, people skating around fast as fuck. It was like, it was the first thing that like made me addicted, I think to a city environment. And like, uh, like you would go to Reading terminal market. You'd be like, this is fucking crazy. And then you would go there and you'd be like, this is disgusting. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> Like people, you would hear news about people getting like shivved and shit at night. Like, oh yeah, it was fucking awesome. I I just I miss it so much. And like uh, the fact that it—that's the thing—is that even before it got renovated, it was still a shitty park. You know, it was like, oh yeah. But that was the thing was that I think it's cool that skateboarders were like, we know how to make this uh, 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 into something that is cool, and then it became like this celebrity moment and it sucks that it like got taken away and now everyone hates it, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't think I've heard one good thing about 
since it got renovated i haven't yeah. heard one good thing about it like like my mom hates it you know <laughs> <laughs> damn that's a deep cut yeah yeah does she feel the same way that we do where it's just flat and there's nothing there yeah it's just if it's boring and it sucks and there's like uh like it used to be this like a hub of activity and now it's legitimately become this thing that's like focused on people taking fucking pictures and like i feel like the old setup represented so much more of like what philly was all about of like being dirty and grimy but like doing things be like in spite of and with the dirt and the grime and now it's like it's there's like fucking table tennis and shit and and nobody i don't know it's just like nobody likes it and uh feels it's more heavily policed there there's really like uh it does you wouldn't even know that there was a park there sure yeah there's nothing really that stands out i mean there's just you know those awful orange seats everywhere but like i yeah. said it's pretty much a sprinkler now there's no fountain <laughs> if anything it's just at the bottom of your vision as you look down the parkway it's not something that's really in your way that you feel as if you should check out but whatever shout out philadelphia yeah uh jared you're back do you have a Kalis story um yeah uh david to your point actually i was going to send you this thing there was a whole um documentary made by actually i don't know who made it but it was like the love park story the on video but um ricky oila has the best quote in that where he says that um when he started skating love park that it was just like homeless people and drug dealers and like people were scared to walk through love park at one point and he was like talking about just being a scrawny kid skating there and that like businessmen would be like well if this kid is here i can walk through this place basically like it was like a i don't know it was cool it was like a place to for people to go and like meet up and i don't know it whatever long story short it was a very good quote of like how shitty it was and that like skateboarders were there and they were making it i think he calls he says we're making it alive which is a very good quote um josh kalis uh he said michigan native i know that um uh years ago on south street uh we used to go and get like lorenzo's pizza like everybody else at like three in the morning and um one time we we're just sitting across from lorenzo's pizza eating and josh kalis had showed up with a uh, fat bill who's not a fat man but just that's his nickname and um it's fat bill him and somebody else and josh kalis is wearing a camouflage hat a camouflage jacket camouflage pants and uh we're like that's josh kellis that's crazy because he didn't live in philadelphia at this time he like moved and um being honest to his credit nice guy uh but he's just wearing all this like crazy garb basically you know stolen valor and uh <laughs> he he my friend is just drunk off his ass and he goes i want some weed i'm gonna ask josh kellis for some weed and uh josh kellis He's, I was like, please don't ask him. Like, don't like ruin this. Like, you know, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. So he goes up to Josh Kalis and he says, uh, hey, man, uh, you're Josh Kalis. He says, yeah. And he goes, I know you through skating. He goes, oh, that's cool, man. Cool. Nice to meet you. And he goes, hey, do you have any weed? And Josh Kalis, and like, at this point, was a father, you know, of like two children. And he just goes, nah, man, what the fuck? You think I look like a drug dealer? And my friend goes, Yes. 
and, and then Fat Bill said he kind of got you. And uh, yeah, so basically Josh was just head to toe in camouflage and a fitted hat, fitting the description of a drug dealer at that point. Yeah, that was very funny that um, just a man in like crew slim pants and America shoes had asked him for weed. He probably, if I ever see Josh Cass, I'm going to ask him if he ever remembers that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a... Uh too good of a story to back that one up but i know that the one guy luke um was filming a dc demo i think in delaware and for some reason was asking all of the riders what they liked about delaware and uh all kayla said was that he liked the license plates because they're black and white which is kind of cool (laughs) to think about it's like a pretty basic colorway for a license plate but that's classic isn't it in Delaware that um here we go just going into Sotellus podcast um isn't it in Delaware that the lowest number is like more desirable like the lower the your number plate? yeah the lower on your number is like it's like a status symbol basically or something uh I would have to talk to my boy Joe you have to ask your friend Brandon John <laughs> or Ben Ben lives there oh yeah Ben Jones too yeah 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 or Chipper no yeah the chip. And when I meant my friend Joe, meaning Joe Biden, because Joe Biden's from there. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Back at Scranton, we would we, skate, skate the ledges all the time. Um, <laughs> didn't you work at Nocturnal, though? Yeah. Yeah. No longer, though, correct? You're no longer mm-hmm. an employee? Uh, no. Not since 2018. I just picked up a girlfriend and then it was always like a side job from teaching that I would just hold on to. Like I had it in college and then I just held on to it as I got full-time employment and would just pull Saturdays and then got a girlfriend decided I didn't need to work Saturdays anymore and uh, bowed out gracefully. But, Which brings us to the Sotella spons- uh, sponsor. Uh, Carl picked <laughs> up that girlfriend from RussianBrides.com <laughs> sponsoring Sotellus for the last year. <laughs> RussianBrides.com has brought him years of entertainment. RussianBrides.com. If the box is tight, they can't get out. So visit him at RussianBrides.com. Promo code CrazyCarl. (laughs) Ruining your your serious podcast. (laughs) Yeah, use code CrazyCarl at checkout for free shipping. (laughs) And bubble wrap. On your that's, package. That's expensive. Shipping a human being, that's like... To Ru- from Russia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's very expensive. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. And you have to ship them. It's not like you can put them on a plane or anything. You don't yeah, know if they'll make like it you there. You put them on a private plane with celebrities and former presidents. Uh, anyway. Hell yeah. Bring the truth. <laughs> um. I made it. Yeah, I like this Kalis part. The two songs that he uses, believe it or not, are one of the songs is Whoa from Black Rob. Mm. And the other song is Freddie Fox with 24 Hours. I think these are the two hardest songs of the video. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will mention that the part when it the part ends. The next line in that Freddie Fox song, uh, just like being a co- child and downloading that song, 
Uh, the next line in that song I feel like they had to get rid of was that your girl looks like a smoked out Daffy Duck. <laughs> I feel like that just like <laughs> wouldn't have fit in this like serious video. Huh. Classic song. <laughs> Classic insults. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, we got a few cameos in here. There's a KT clip. There's a Ricky O clip. Good part. I'd say that this one uh, might be top three for me. I like this one quite a bit. What's the Ricky O clip? The 360 flip, I believe. I think that's over the barrier. You sure? I don't know. I just never, I just, when you said that, I just like would watch this video a hundred times when I was a kid. Cause that's Anthony Korea, right? And Stevie Williams. Maybe it is Ricky. I never noticed that. That's crazy. Let me double check. Oh, it's going to be a pain to go back and do this. Yeah, I think it. I mean, Ricky O does have a clip in here, and so does Anthony Correa. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Shout out Anthony Correa. You were really sick. Yeah, I think those are the only, like, Kalis has four guest tricks, and those are the only guest tricks in the video. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And if you exclude Danny Way, uh, I think those are the only four, which is kind of interesting. What about when he steals this fucking baby? Yeah. <laughs> he did four years for that. <laughs> you got to be ready to do the time if you come in with the gangster walk and the gangster talk. Yeah. Like, Finish whoa. the rest of that line. Yeah, you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we then hit Dill's part, which has uh, some nice piano. That's an, a B-side, I think. Like one of those, you know, tough songs that are tough to find. Uh, Radiohead and Uncle, Rabbit in Your Headlights. And then the actual part is Polyethylene. Of course, both Radiohead songs. Uh, this part's got a lot of good stuff to it. I made a note of some things. Um, we Dill skates past a guy doing yoga. David, do you have any experience doing yoga? <laughs> uh, I meditate. But I don't. Uh, I don't do yoga. I um. I've injured myself a lot in the past like five years. I probably should, but I mostly from biking, from sports shit, definitely. But uh, I don't know. It seems like a natural next step for me, and I could see myself doing it in my older years. But uh, not right now. I don't know. Do you guys do yoga? I have. I want to get back into it. I'm itching to go in person. Yeah. It seems like a cool fucking thing, though. Like, I, I don't know. Do either of y'all meditate? Or do you do that shit? No. I need to pick up something, though. It's free, man. It's the best. Yeah. Do you use an app for it? <laughs> yeah. I do. I do calm every day, 10 minutes in the morning. It's good stuff. It really, it helps. Level you out. No one wants to riff with me about meditation Yoga. on the yeah, meditation. podcast. I don't meditate at all. Can't you tell? You just dwell. <laughs> no, so I mean, sometimes I like drive the speed limit and listen to Grateful Dead and I just like zone <laughs> out. I think that's meditation, right? Just yeah. listening to Casey Jones. 
just being high on cocaine with Casey Jones. Jared eats a McDouble and then passes out in his car. And he thinks that's meditation. That's a good idea, dude. That's a that's actually not a bad idea. Midday like, meditation oh, nap. That's the new meditation app. Is the Jared McCallie meditation app where you can't find a shirt at a vintage store, so you punch the <laughs> steering wheel of your car for five minutes. I've never done out. that. I, I'm not even. I'm never mad. I just yeah. That actually upset me. <laughs> <laughs> no i just no man i the mcdouble makes sense though because that'll just knock you out dude that's like a power nap the McDouble. That's, if you hit a mcdouble and a mcchicken that's a good nap i'm gonna be honest with you that'll knock you right out good what's that bill burr joke where he's like you can handle a big dose of poison but your kids can't so they pass out in the back and you get to listen to Def leopard <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Brian, any experience with yoga similar to the guy in the background that Dill skates past? Uh, I, I used to pretend I was into yoga, but then I realized I was just learning how to stretch. <laughs> Isn't that what yoga is? I've been told specifically no. <laughs> I don't know. You better check your uh, facts. They might be wrong. I Yoga's had to. Been- I had to take a Pilates class in college for one credit to graduate. I had to. And uh, <laughs> shut up, Jared. Uh, and I, uh, the, at the beginning of it, the teacher said, the teacher said, uh, she was like, you might think that Pilates is just stretching. Wrong. And I was like, oh, and it like rattled the fucking like glass at the front of the class. Shout out to Pilates class. You guys were bad. Brian is dressed like a party animal right now. <laughs> like he's just he's gonna have so much fun. Brian, yeah, you're definitely like? not doing yoga. <laughs> Brian, what would no. it like to be a background extra in Project X? Yeah. <laughs> Guy with house. Yeah. You look like you exclusively drink Ham's beer. Ooh. Very, very Chicago of you to say that. Thank you. Is Hams from Chicago? They act like it is. Oh yeah. Okay. Chicago. I hear Brian is uh, any beer, right? <laughs> like anything you can get your hands on. They're big drinkers up there. Yeah, we are. Ah. Wow. Well, uh, I had one beer, and I'm ruining a skateboarding podcast. So uh, I'm. You drank a to beer, David. Up. What? You drank a beer. On this one, yeah. Wow. Oh, you'll fit in just fine. I'm really excited to be up there, man. So excited. Shout out to Chicago. I'm so excited to be inside of you. <laughs> Let's uh, keep this going for Dill's part. We get some mug shots. Um, I watched a commentary on this, and Dill said that the text, whenever they have the alien workshop riders' names on it, reminds him of uh, vitamin water. And now upon further inspection, it looks like vitamin water font with the uh, bold face last name and normal or yeah, bold face last name and normal first name. Um, Apparently these phone calls were recorded for two years on the phone. I love the way that the conversations edited uh, with the random photos and B-roll and whatnot. Still said that he smoked a lot of crack at this point and there's a random street that gets brought up in this part called Dondale Plain or Dondale PL. Dondale Plaza. 
Yeah. Did you know that that's a Philly street? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. There's one. Um, I think it's the one in New York where he skates. It's like the white ledges. Oh, they also have one in Philly um, between 13th and 12th on master street. If you want right. I, I thought it was New York. That's crazy. That's it's probably New York there. because of the white uh, street sign, but hmm. Philadelphia also has one pretty close to temples campus. Yeah. Pretty weird though. It's a super small street, like local yeah, it's a, street. I don't know if that's what he's referencing that street. I used to live up there and as uh, a tiny, tiny street. Yeah, weird one. The fakie flip on the hip is at an indoor skate park, so that actually counteracts the uh, Rob Durdeck segment I set earlier, but this fakie flip's great. I uh, saw a YouTube comment that said that it's at the Sessions Skate Park, and it's now under a new name called Local Skate Park that has new owners who don't even skate, but yeah, it's still here right down the street from this dude's parents house in the suburbs of cincinnati so that skate park is in cincinnati um with the walk down line apparently those are aesthetics pants and we close out with the second and third kickflip over those cans of the video and we get the infamous danny way trick and that's what i've got for dill's part what did you guys think of dill's part This, uh, this one stuck with me the most. There's some, like, really, I don't know if it's that if it's one of those things where like the music sways you in a way that you're like you should feel a certain like uh, it's concluding, like, based on what I've heard from all y'all, like, to have the last thing in the video is a big deal, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's yeah. The that 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 is the curtains. Yeah. So like even him talking about it, him being like, I'm so honored to be like the last thing in this video was really cool. And then the skating is really incredible because like uh, there's one where he like very I'm trying to find it right now. Like he very seamlessly like he rides like along this rail and then like flips out like over a great piece. Do you remember this? And I just that really like that gave me a moment of pause it was really like a beautiful trick and it, i don't know just something about like the flow of skating is is rather incredible to me but like he really uh brings this like like a flow and an energy and all that but like it just it looks so natural and then i feel like you really get like a feel for who he is a little bit with these phone calls which i right it was like harmony corinne shit in this mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna find this trick though so was he jumping like in a street he jumps onto a metal plate and then jumps off of it no he goes like there's like a great piece first of all when he falls between those two concrete slabs that looked like it fucking hurt Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. oh jesus christ just before that the dondo sign and then um him going off of these stairs flipping around and then uh, i've got to find it oh it's right after yes okay he goes there's like a thing of him 
being photographed at the indoor skate park. Mm-hmm. And then he goes up over, he goes like down, like Ollie's into the street, Ollie's onto the curb again. And then he has this just gorgeous over top of a grate. My apologies. And his body, this is going to be me being like a fucking new Jack greenhorn to skateboarding, but his body rotates different than the board rotates. It's gorgeous. Uh, what do you call that? What do I call that? I think it's the nollie back heel, the flushing that you might be thinking about. Does it have uh, a blue ground? It's at, I'm watching it on YouTube and it's, uh, it's at tw- like 28 minutes and 40 seconds. Oh I yeah. I was so yeah. struck by this fucking trick. It's gorgeous. Ah, just the way that everything rotates so beautifully. My word. I, re- I rescind my time or whatever. This is my filibuster. <laughs> yeah, I should note that a lot of the art and B-roll and photos and video that are in this part, I think Dill filmed a lot of it. So it's pretty cool that he had that touch. And I think it collectively looks like the best part from the skating, but also how it's edited. I think that there's a lot of uh, character in this video or in this mm-hmm. part before it even gets started, which I liked quite a bit it's very emotional coming yeah two radiohead songs yeah oh jared what'd you think of dill's part um i I don't know it was the first part that i saw that someone skated a little bit different than everybody else um and it wasn't like trying to be wacky it seemed like he kind of pieced it together in the way that he really wanted it to happen um I think pretty much everything up until the end, it seems like tricks that he really wanted to do. Obviously, no one ever mentions it, but the fakie shove it over the, like, whatever that is, like a barrier. It's like a fakie uh, frontside shove it. It's amazing. That's probably, like, the most one of the most underrated tricks. Um, obviously, the walk down the stairs, um, he does the uh, ollie ollie, the nollie back heel, like David talked about. He wall rides over that um whatever it's like water you know water main kind of thing and it just seemed like everything was like the way he wanted to do it and there's like a part at the end jason dill if you ever hear this this is not me talking shit but it seems like he like forced himself to do two of these tricks and one would be the front board on the rail and then a crook on the same rail and then the back blunt down the like what i call like the yeah right steps and it just seems so weird. Those three tricks seem so out of place to me for this part. And I feel like it was put together so well. And uh, he obviously, like, you know, had had something in mind. And he it stuck. Um, the Ollie to manual backside, like, power slide, like, backside pivot to fakie manual at Pier 7 is probably, besides the fakie shove it, my favorite trick in this. Um I don't know. I, th- I read a thing that he talked about in Mosaic. He wanted to not pop his board. He just kind of wanted to ride up stuff and things like that. It just seems like he has an idea for his skating, and it's it's very interesting. It probably inspired a lot of people. So I think this part is like probably, you know, top 10 most influential parts for a lot of people now. Um, I mean, walk downstairs. No one had done that before. That seemed seemed so crazy. Like, I mean, like people, everybody harps on that, but like, it just seemed like 
different at the time and you know he made it work and I guess with the visual I feel like his part visually is like the probably the best out of this all yeah. and I think uh Brian this is some fun video game uh, fact maybe you know about but don't in thug two you can connect a get off your, your board like as a combo like you can do a trick and then get off your board and then a timer starts up so that you can continue the trick or the combo or whatever. Oh, if you're in the middle of a trick, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 I think it was stuck too. That did that. It's kind of cool. They did that in time. Yeah. But Dill closes out the video. Brian, do you have anything about Dill's part? Um, a couple things. Yeah. Uh, Jared touched on a lot of what I was going to bring up. Um, the, uh, the fakey blunt slide to drop. I think it's the CBS ledge in New York. Uh, love that trick. He did that real well. Another rare one you don't see too often. Uh, the the front board that you'd mentioned on the rail is, is the reason I'm wearing my party shirt because he's wearing what looks like a Hawaiian shirt with like one button done. <laughs> Fantastic look for him. And then the blunt slide he does on the, the yeah right stairs, Belmont. I did like that he came from the other side of the rail with the curb. So if he was gonna skate one of the most one of the most skated rails in skateboarding, at least he came from it like a little unique. Um, the uh, the Nolly back heel flushing great, so perfect. Um, the uh, <laughs> the trash cans, which keeps getting brought up. Uh, yeah, three times. He he cleared those he could have cleared another four cans. Like he was flying on that. Um, but maybe this is just me. Why did nobody tell him to, to get rid of that soul patch? <laughs> maybe everybody like in disservice. New York was doing it. Oh yeah. New York. Shame. But yeah, really, really fun part to watch. I feel like with a different song, this part could have had as much as much crackhead energy as Jason Dill himself <laughs> has. And I, I wonder if they went out of their way to pick that song to almost mellow it out. What do you think he would have skated to otherwise if they had let him have his choice of anything? Oh, I feel like it would be uh, the, the static that plays once your uh, VHS copy of whatever movie you watched at uh, until 3 a.m. Is, uh, is stuck in the VCR and you can't get it to work. All-time favorite. I, may I say that the upload of the video that I watched from uh, VHS Skate Tube is is the full video and then about an hour and a half of blue screen and static yeah, yeah. And i was like ah oh, these are this is some fucking skateboarder fucking leave it in don't edit it shit i was like you fucking hippies ah yep sick is this real we were talking about i know that i brought it up at the beginning of the podcast and started letting the air out of the balloon but th like we were talking about like uh, how crazy this guy was and like the, the insanity and the emotion of the moment. And you said he's not dead, but you hinted at like he might as well be or something. What was that? I mean, he's been open about his crack 
uh, usage and drug addiction and substance abuse during this time period, along with other years. Now sober and uh, clean, but I think at one point was really on something. And yet it, it feels like this, like, and I feel like we've touched upon it before and what we've said, but like, this does feel like, I mean, this, this part of the video is like beautiful. And like, I feel like it shouldn't be overlooked for like being a really gorgeous piece. I mean, the shit with the cans, like every time that like when they put those two cans together is wonderful. Like the emotion of it really like, I don't know, like to, to give it like too much energy with like a hyped up video. Like if you put Iggy and the Stooges over this, this would not be, I, I feel like the, the tricks wouldn't have come across in the same way. I think the song ties it together. I don't know what other song could have even worked here, but I'm curious if there was another option that they had going. That song really tied the part together. Oh, yeah. Fucking A, it did. We had uh, the credits. Nothing too noteworthy from the credits. I uh, have two YouTube comments here that I came across that I thought were pretty amusing, so... Um, how about uh, Jared? Can you read off what Aaron S said five years ago? And uh, I guess was responding to someone talking about Dill's part in particular. Can you read this off? Uh, what Aaron uh, S said? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're you're putting it in the thing. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw it when I was seventeen. Doesn't change anything. Dill has never pushed the boundaries. He's the Mike Vallely of his generation. The guy sucked and was a piece of shit to boot, too. Wow. Big take. Yeah, so, Aaron, if you're listening, you know, man, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of ways you can contact people, and if you need anybody, just hit me up at... um, uh, at um, at so tell us podcast at gmail.com. Okay, I was gonna go with something else, David, but all right, never mind. You gave him our actual email. Please send us an email. Hit That'd me up really at uh, edit this out, edit what David said out, edit this in. Uh, hit me up at on Twitter at uh, at Governor Tom Wolf. Uh, I will, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we have another comment from the crazy horse, which was two weeks ago. What did the crazy horse say about photosynthesis? Probably unpopular take, but I think Kalos's part would be a hundred times better if not shot in so much fisheye. You can't even tell how big some of those tricks are. This is such an amazing video. <laughs> I, this uh, comment made me think, yeah, Kalos does have quite a bit of fisheye, but yeah, Kalos also doesn't seem like a big, like, Oh man, like Kayla skated this and this was a really tall thing or big drop. Like never come across that skater to me. Thought it was an interesting take. But anyway, um, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, David, out of eight hardware pieces, and this might be tough because I don't know how many skate videos you've seen in your time, but out of eight hardware pieces, eight being it's good stuff and really wonderful and top notch and can't go higher than eight. Or one being it's trash and maybe even less than trash. Of course, if you want to add in extra bonus awards, you're more than welcome to. But out of eight hardware pieces, eight being the best, how do you view photosynthesis, David? 
I think I give it uh, seven hardware pieces. Sorry, Rob Deerdeck, but you uh, brought it down by a hardware piece. Uh, buddy, you really fucked it up back there. You mashed and mangled its balls and dick. And uh, I, I want uh, I, I really, it did make me nostalgic. You drink one Tecate and you, you feel nostalgic about old Philadelphia. I really, I honestly thank y'all for having me on this podcast because I don't know if I would have looked this deeply at this video had it not been for us really getting into it like this. This was fucking sick. Glad. Okay. So seven out of eight. Jared, mm -hmm. out of eight hardware pieces. What do you think of photo? Just want to read a comment from Elliot A real quick. Skateboarding is dying. Would be the best thing that could happen to skateboarding. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's hard to decide. Too popular now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That comment was from three years ago. Uh, out of eight hardware pieces, because of nostalgia, I'm just going to give it a one broken hardware. So it's like half. It's like still hanging on there. It's just like a one Titan. You know what I mean? Like that kind of hardware where it's just banging up and down. So it's eight, eight, but one of them's not working. <clears throat> Is it stripped or just beat up? It's stripped and then it's like down. So it's like when you, sometimes you go to pop, it kind of comes up a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like it's hindering you a little bit, but yeah. So, yeah. Got it. Brian, this was your first official viewing of photosynthesis out of eight hardware pieces. What do you say? As someone who's not from Philly, I'm giving this one four hardware pieces. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Tell us more, Dumbledore. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't bad. I cannot see myself watching this again anytime soon. I I think it speaks more to my preference in video style and editing, but zero nostalgia factor for me. It's a big Richie Jackson fan over there. What's going on? I've been I've been trying to learn my my side wheelies lately. It's just <laughs> not hitting right. I mean. Maybe next season we'll watch a Jake Duncombe video to uh, uh, match your outfit, but I don't know if we're going <laughs> to do that at season two. <laughs> Solid burn. Uh, uh, David, what do you think's aged? Or no, I should probably put in a rating too, right? Um, photo gets, let's see, I'm going to do seven hardware pieces and one pair of camo pants with weed in the pocket of course given naturally but you it's can't like, see the pants because they're camo so there's more than just weed in there but it's not like kind bud it's like just like dirt weed it's like shake sure <laughs> shake David, what's aged the best from this video? You felt a, a bit of nostalgia for old Philadelphia. Is there anything else that might have aged the best from photosynthesis for you? Fucking talking about hamburgers and not being judged for it. God, PC culture has gone so far. Got it. I rescind my time. <laughs> Jared, what's aged the best from photosynthesis? The fucking comments on this that I'm reading. <laughs> so funny <laughs> this guy the dizza wrote sick hoodie i learned back tails today gotta angle them 
them then they just happen r.i.p jake phelps and <laughs> just like the most off the wall comment and then somebody named planet zoot said back tails are fucking hard you still got them <laughs> never <laughs> having a conversation on this video um what's aged the best of this video um the fact that people still care about it and um people like kevin bill but to a more extent, people like Brian Penny Bianco, who see this as like something that they really like, and they've made um, seriously shout out Brian Penny Bianco for uh, last time I saw him, I literally I uh, do this vintage shit, and I found an old dub jacket, and I just gave it to him, and then he gave me a bunch of DC stuff for a kid here who really likes DC, and that was like the coolest thing because it was like, you know, whatever. But like he it aged well because it's like people still care about it and they like it. And people like Brian made this kind of like a, a real thing. And now like companies like DC still make these shoes and still like this style is still going and uh, people are nostalgic for it. So that's the best thing that uh, came out of this video. Yeah. Shout out Penny. Good dude. Yeah. Shout uh, out Kevin. Billy yeah, as well. Kevin as well. Brian, what's aged the best from photosynthesis? Uh, I took the question a little more literally and said Fred Gall. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Holy shit. Definitely. Response. Yeah. Not too many people uh, say that this is their favorite Gall era, but shout out to Gall for keeping it going, getting better with age. Love that. Uh, what's age the best? Plaza skating. Easy. Love park nostalgia is age the best too. We're still talking about that concrete hide and go seek plaza uh years later 20 plus years later pretty crazy david who do you think won the video um like i said being as greenhorn as i am i mean the section for dill was really uh i think that that's just gonna stick with me a little bit and i i don't know if that's like the most unoriginal take and that's being like oh the fucking beatles really were the top single but like it really was something that i i mean uh put me in depth with a little bit of uh watching skate videos and like really appreciating them in depth and uh that and also uh i'd have to give a shout out to uh fucking mark appleyard i think that that was she was cool i don't know i thought that each of those both of those for some reason stuck with me and I don't know why, but if you're looking for the opinion of a schlub on the street, who isn't into skating that much, both of those were pretty cool. I think those are good picks. I mean, there are what 14 people in the video Dill having the ender. That's an easy reason yeah. for why he could have won. Jared, who do you think won the video? Uh, this comment where a guy just said that's history of skateboarding. <laughs> uh say the name say the name i i can't it's not i don't know what it is um uh i for me when i was younger definitely brian winning and Papalardo. but uh at this point the fred gall part won the video for me got it brian who do you think won the video this is so hard because despite my rating, the parts of this video that I like, I really, really did like. Uh, and I think I'm giving it to Carrie Getz. Really? 
yeah, I was surprised as well. Do you want to elaborate just based off of the part that stuck the most with you? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I'd ever seen that part before. And it was the one I wanted to go back and watch the most. Uh, super clean, good trick selection. And even with his uh, front side flip melon grab, made me want to watch it again. Yeah. And also front side no sign on a ledge in a line. It's kind of rare to pull that off, but okay. Mm. I understand that one. That's good. Good flick, of course. Uh, who won the video? Let's see. Probably Ave. I think Ave's the one that's consistently skating as good as he was here, if not better. 21 years later, that's pretty impressive to me. Ave winning. Uh, David, who do you think lost the video? I think if you host ridiculousness, you've lost everything. <laughs> Fair enough. Jared, who do you think lost the video? Uh, Brian for giving it four hardwares. <laughs> now, uh, I don't know. I guess like, it, it, I'm kidding, Brian. I didn't mean to be a jerk. Uh, uh, I guess like it makes sense that you could like scapegoat on Deerdick, but like, I don't know, maybe Pat Corcoran to me probably it's just like i don't know uh nobody really lost the video <laughs> fuck it pack Corcoran. i'll go pack got it don't, don't kill me if i roll through delco wherever you are <laughs> uh nice brian who do you think lost the video um those motion graphics lost the video they, they <laughs> took me out of the moment so much Why is that? Just how out of, out of place they seemed. I'm sure at the time it was really interesting. Uh, I, th they just made me want to hit fast forward. Mm. I feel that though. Got it. I'm going to say Danny Way lost the video. That's a good one. Yeah. He's going to yep. beat you up. Hey, fine. I can accept that. He's going to punch you through an American flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So, David, you said Rob Durdick lost. I said uh, Danny Way lost. Jared, who did you say lost? Pat Corcoran. Pat Corcoran. Brian, who did you say lost? The motion graphics. Okay, so motion graphics lost, Pat Corcoran lost, Durdick lost, and Danny Way lost. Uh, anything else to mention about photosynthesis? What well, what was your uh, your final count for the Love Park clips? Oh right, good good reminder. I counted. Well, let me ask. Uh, let me ask around. Mm -hmm. um david how many love park skate tricks were landed and captured in this video what's your guess dude i don't fucking know I, <laughs> a lot yeah a lot lots of good guess i like that jared what about you i go 47 47 brian what's your guess you price uh, is right i'm gonna fuck you up dude <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> 
411, issue number 52. <laughs> you could have said, and this is ballparked, I think I did my best counting, but uh, 44 tricks landed at Love Park in this wow. video. So, Jared, you're the closest. So, congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. Maybe I can get one of those CBD balls, whatever you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can hook you up. Give Jared your girlfriend. All right. Ball. Well, that concludes season two. Thank you so much for joining. We'll be back shortly in season three of all my skate videos. Of course, we're on the photo app called the Instagram at all my skate videos. You could pester us on Gmail at amsvpod at gmail.com. You could support the pod and not be a jabroni like Danny Way and uh, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice comment too, uh, telling us what we should take a look at in season trace. David and Jared, you have a podcast. Would you like to chat about it? David, take it away. Sure thing. All right. Uh, yep. You can check us out at So Tell Us Podcast. We have an Instagram page. And if uh, if you like our shit, uh, hit us up on Patreon. Uh, we do uh, awesome content over there. We do uh, a lot of really great stuff. And uh, we, we the community. I'm all about the community. Jesus Christ. What's my Instagram handle? Certified pre owned Honda. Certified pre owned Honda. <laughs> uh on instagram uh i don't post anything uh but listen to so tell us pod uh we have a really um really good rapport over there if you like fast-paced comedy that doesn't have to be edited come on over we're, we're killing it carl listens brian listens uh carl said he's gonna sign up for the patreon now it's really nice uh check mm -hmm. us out um yeah so uh yeah we're on apple I, you know how podcasts work so tell us podcast Brian, did you want to drop anything you have coming up in the near future? Uh, no. Okay, then. Good talk. Thanks for listening. See you in season three. Goodbye. <laughs>